Welcome to Behind the Sport, episode number 20. Got Brent Peters over there from Lux Performance. I'm Shane from Turn 7 Media. How you doing today, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm good. Uh, good racing on the weekend. Pretty happy. Um, just stoked, you know? Yeah. So uh, pretty wet, pretty wild. Um, yeah, I, we were all out there doing our thing and um, yeah, backing it up this week, we've got uh, King of the Hill 10th anniversaries on out at uh, the Hurricane Go-Kart Club. So, um, yeah, we're going to actually have Tony Arambasic, otherwise known as Tall Tony, tallest guy in karting, apparently. Oh, I don't know. Is he as tall as, uh, as Chase? I think he's actually got a little bit on Chase. Oh, we'll have to ask because I've got a question about his height from one of my spies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he's going to join us, have a bit of chat about it. And um, we're actually going to head up there this weekend and do a little bit of a feature on um, on uh, King of the Hills. So, um, yeah, it should be a pretty cool weekend. Um, something a little bit different. Like, you know, we haven't head, headed to carts. We talk about carts a lot. Um, but yeah, we haven't actually had anyone from karting on yet. So, uh, yeah, Tony Aaron Basic joins us now. Wicked. Great. Thanks for joining us tonight, Tony. How are you doing? Yeah, good. You guys? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on board. Fantastic. Yeah, look, thanks for taking some time out. Obviously, uh, leading up to the 10th anniversary of the King of the Hill event out there mm. at, um, in Wondowie, the Hurricane Go-Kart Club, um, you must be run off your feet right now. Um, it's a busy time. Like, we went from not racing whatsoever to organising a couple of club runs, which were quite popular and good numbers, to organising... WA's, you know, biggest um, open event. So, yeah, yeah, we are absolutely flat out. But, look, the committee is great. We're all getting behind it. Everyone's chipping in. You know, many hands make light work. So, um, it's it's a busy time, but it's really good. And it's, um, it's going to be a great event. Well, before we get into the event, um, I want to focus on you for a minute. <laughs> now, um, we'll, we'll skip ahead to one of Brent's questions, which uh, we're talking about, you know, your nickname, Tall Tony, in our introduction. <laughs> Brent, what's your question for Tony? What's my question? So one of my spies has asked me, that the top question is, how often do you bang your head on the top of door frames? <laughs> if I wear cap indoors, it happens often. <laughs> yeah, so that came from one of my spies. Who's, he's, and, and we'll call him out. He's not that tall. So, you know, he probably seemed like a behemoth to him. But no, he re, one of my spies has said, man, I'm talking to Tony. Uh, tonight, um, I know you know carts. Um, <laughs> the flat out guys are really keen on this week, and they said, "Oh, how often does he hit his hit on door frames?" Ask him that. Um, but between you and yeah, and uh, Chase Hoy, who's taller? Me. <laughs> You're taller than Chase. Well, there we go. Yeah. You know, the Guinness Book of Records for the tallest right. go karter. Thank you very 206 much. 206 centimeters, boys. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's quite funny when people don't see you, uh, don't know me, and then they see me pulling you know, into the um, into the in-grid there, into the, and um, I get out of a go-kart. I think they must stutter, what the, and I won't swear, but, you know, that usually follows when I climb out of the thing. <laughs> Do you have to fold yourself out of it like a... Oh, you know? look, there's been a, 
I got to thank the uh, the BRM boys who set me up with a go kart and um, yeah, it got me quite comfortable in it. So a lot of time and effort went into getting my legs straighter, uh, comfortable, and leaning it right back. And um, yeah, so hats off to that team. And um, yeah, I actually I actually feel and look quite <laughs> normal is the best way to put it. But um, it's 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 when you fold yourself out of it, you realise that's a long go kart. That's a big yeah. big setup. <laughs> So, how did you get your start in go karts? Oh well, that, um, yeah. Well, it's interesting for me. It's um, always had a passion for motorsports. Always had a real, you know, interest in it. Um, Formula One fan. And I still support my Williams F1 team, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, you can see that's how far back it goes. But um, now yeah, well, go karting. I guess I bought one when I was 18 years old. Um, you know, took the track a couple of times. Never really, you know, had time or the money, I guess, to pursue it. And I guess seven years ago, I uh, made the punt and joined up with the Hurricane Go-Kart Club. Bought a go-kart from um, uh, one of the dealers here in Perth and haven't looked back since. It's, you know, joining the Hurricane Kart Club has been a brilliant experience from the day I first started to my first race to where I am now. So it's quite a good journey. And I, um, now the bonus of that is I get my, um, my older son is now racing as well. And it's, it's truly a sport where you can actually, on your way home, after the track, talk about a, a level playing field with your children, you know, like, oh, how'd you go in turn one or how'd you go into the canteen or stuff like that. So, um, and fingers crossed, my youngest gets into it as well. So That's it's, awesome. um, yeah, it's, it's one of those sports where it is truly your whole family can get involved. Um, I love the aspect of seeing the children on track as well. I think it's great fun watching them and now being a dad of a racer. So, yeah, it comes all together. That's how I guess I get my, got myself into it as well. So your first competitive outing, <laughs> how'd you go on that one? Mate, it's actually quite daunting. Like you're all good. And, and then there's all, you know, cause it's a rolling start. There's not much, the guys like, just follow the guy in front of you. You'll be all right. You forget to breathe and you get a really sore jaw for clenching your teeth so hard. <laughs> and then I remember that race actually, um, I was in my old CRG um but it was uh an interesting race and i do remember it was you know you're too scared to overtake anyone you're too scared to to dive in or anything like that but it was um i just remember the start the start was just harrowing but once a green light went you forgot about it and off you went so yeah <laughs> interesting so did you how how did you end up at the end of that race like, where did you where did you end up uh, position I, I think it was i think it was last <laughs> comfortably okay. but it wasn't that. It was the, the smile. You, you look at anyone who's, who's driven a go-kart for the first time or done their first race and you can't wipe that smile off their face. Um, come last, come first, come wherever you did come. Um, and when you get your first overtake, like your proper legitimate one, where you actually battled someone for a couple of laps and you got them, it, that, that smile just grows from your first race to your first overtake to your first podium to whatever it is, you know. So um, it, it doesn't... It doesn't it, it, it just keeps growing, you know. Um, set yourself small goals and have a crack at them. So we've had uh, some beauties told to us about first-time races. Yeah. Um, from <laughs> retiring before getting lapped so that that wasn't on their record car uh, to Chase Hoy uh, actually telling us that they managed to upset all the officials at one of the go-kart clubs <laughs> and then moved go-kart clubs. Um, yeah well that happens <laughs> did you uh did you do anything like that in your first race or are you, nah, gonna say look, that you had a very clean race and no definitely not look 
the blue light does come on <laughs> and you're like, what the hell now? You know, you want to get out of their way, but then you remember this line of don't move and you just make a complete, you know, ass of yourself. So, um, no, no, nothing is uh, drastic as that. I remember, you know, I think my second or third race, someone spun out. I just punted them straight into him and got my first pink slip. I remember that. And um, I think I had more damage than the other guy, but just I completely my fault, but panicked and just went straight for the poor guy. Um, Apologise profoundly to him. <laughs> but um, you do remember your first pink slip. That's, that's definitely for sure. <laughs> Which is my last. But um, So we have some listeners that aren't motorsport people and would probably not understand what a pink slip is. Ooh. So, you know, I mean, they probably think of pink slip and think, you know, like Fast and the Furious racing for pink slips and oh, cool. all that sort of stuff, you know. So, so for, for our uh, non-competitors that listen, what is a pink slip? It's when an official walks up to you and you've done something very naughty and you get your first reprimand and a slap on the wrist. <laughs> so I've never been fined, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a warning and it goes against your record. It stays there for a long time. You can log on to this uh, Carding Australia system and you can see all your uh, pink slips. <laughs> How good's that? You can log yeah. on and see it all. So Shane, that's we- the equivalent of when you're at the circuit and you hear uh, Marion get on the radio on the loud hailer and call someone to race control with their license. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a certain Formula Ford person on the weekend that passed two cars under yellow and they oh, heard about protest this. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, I don't want to get controversial, but um, West did a good thing last year. They looked at trying to introduce uh, race sievers, where, uh, which is, is mandatory. A lot of ASA tracks over east. It got vetoed by cams, unfortunately. I think some of the carts use them now in some tracks. Tony might be able to prove me wrong. Um, and uh, Speedways use it for years. And it's basically for the flaggy or flag tower race control to be able to tell the drivers, yellow, yellow, yellow. Or when you're re when you're trying to stack up after yellow, who can pass the safety mm. car and who can't? Because I never know. It's like shit. I'm down a lap for the sports sedans. Am I supposed to pass the safety car and catch up? And you get the people that hang right back and they don't bunch the grid up, which is infuriating because then you you don't get the chance to sort of get it get out on someone on a hole shot. So I think it's yeah we've we've come that far with technology. The race series are that cheap now. Everyone should have one. Mm. I guess in karting we're that. lucky. Yeah, yeah, in karting we're lucky where we have the um, electronic uh, boards. The track's yeah. long enough. You know, we got 700 meters of track between up to 34 carts or 32 carts. So when you see the yellow light, it's in your face. It's definitely there, yeah. especially at nighttime as well. So you back off straight away. Um, official is standing over the track. We can see the whole track, and we'll definitely pick up someone who has passed in your yellow. You get the flag. You know, you pull back. So I guess we're lucky in that sense. We're like speedway. It, that is the decision you're making all the time, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, what's been one of your highlights so far oh. of driving a cart? <laughs> driving the cart, let's see. Um, I guess, um, you know, but you know what the biggest highlight is? Done all my racing, did everything. Um, watching your, your son, watching my son get behind the wheel for the first time. And watch this kid who wasn't really into footy or any other ball sports. Um, you know, he's a proper little bookworm. Love him to pieces for it. But put a helmet on and come in to his own self and find something he truly loves. Um, watching his lap times go from a certain time and then every time we go there, um, with the 
with the aim of him just improving himself. You know, we always say, what's the most important thing about go-karting? And him and his mates out there on the track, have fun. And whoever comes first, you shake their hand, and give them a high five, but have fun. And watching your kid go out there and have fun and then watch his self-confidence grow as his lap times drop away or he does his first overtake, a bit like how I just said earlier, my first overtake, but watching that smile when you pull their helmet off and then watching the kids all congratulate each other, that to me is the highlight. Um, you know, lucky enough to go down there with my wife and our youngest kid as well. And he, you know, we're all giving my oldest a big pat on the back for the great effort you, you know, you, you achieved. Whether he comes last or first, it doesn't really matter. Cadet nines, let's be honest, doesn't matter where you come. As long as you get out there, have a crack, have fun. And um, the most important thing, I guess, they get to ride the scooters on the track afterwards, which is what they always say is the most fun. <laughs> not, not the racing that we just paid thousands of dollars for. So, but honestly, that, that, that's probably the greatest bit of, the, um, of uh, karting for me now. It's, it's watching these guys have a crack at it. Yep. Okay. That's cool. The, hmm. um, so your role now, besides proud dad <laughs> in karting, what what is your role within the uh, Hurricane Go Kart Club? All right, so um, as a committee member, I guess you <laughs> you're a jack of all trades there, and we all got our individual roles, and everyone's got their key things. Uh, predominantly, you'll see me at most uh, street festivals or other events uh, promoting the club. Um, I'm generally the person you first meet when you get to a, a get uh, interested in karting and um, talk you through about how to buy your first kart who to buy from, um, how to get in the sport. You know, go-karting is, we always say this, one of the, one of the biggest secrets in motorsport. It's, it's such a challenge to get into it because, you know, unless you lay out the costs straight away, it's pretty difficult to get behind the wheel of a go-kart or ask someone to borrow their kart even. So generally I'll um, be at a lot of the um, uh, street festivals or other events talking to people about how to get the family into the kart, how to get the kid or even mum and dad behind the wheel and take it from there essentially about how to um, get into the sport. I always tell families to come down, watch it, you know, see what the kids think. Um, if they're bugging you a week later, well then give me a call and let, let's get them behind the wheel of a cart. Yep. So yeah, a lot of the marketing side of it. Nice. So go-karts, say it like Belmont go-kart track. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you're going. Let's keep going. <laughs> Go karts and like you know, say go say Belmont go kart track you know versus you know, out of the Hurricane go kart club. Mm. You know, what? How would you describe the difference? And in terms of like trying to get out of people's heads that go karting is actually quite serious. It's not just something you go and have a few beers and yeah. You know, Bumper cars around. <laughs> Definitely not bumper cars. <laughs> I'm trying to be as diplomatic as I can because I don't want to. I don't want to oh, put look, anyone offside. But you know, it, it's funny. You you'll do the street festivals and people go, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm the state champion at Belmont," <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, "That's cool." <laughs> I've met a lot of them, um, and <laughs> it's it's really typical sport. Oh mate, the the the, the Belmont state champions. I, every street festival I do. There's a Belmont Street cha- uh, State Champion who approaches me, but it's it's such a direct feel. Like once you set the card up, and it's a sport where if you like to tinker, um, everything matters. You know, from the front of the cart right to the back of the cart, uh, from your <laughs> every tire. Now we put a different psi into it to make sure we get it right to the right um, psi. Then the 
uh, session, um, camber, caster, toe, angle of your steering wheel, um, front uh, stability bar, rigidity, rigidity of your seats, how many seat stays you put, angle of your um, <clears throat> angle of your seats, type of axle you use, brakes, you use, it's very technical. Um, but then when you get behind the wheel of it, it's very direct too. So you, know, you put your foot on the pedal, and I'm in one, two, five restricted, uh, not even in the open categories, but the, the cart will launch and it's about getting it to turn fast and directly turn. So it's a, uh, compared to the rentals ones, we're a bit sloppy and a lot heavier, a lot lighter, a lot faster, and um, a lot more direct. If so, if someone wanted to say, <clears throat> they went, oh, you know, I really want to have just a bit of a taste of what karting's like, would you ever actually recommend and say, hey, go try Belmont carts or something like that? Or, <laughs> or would you be like, nah, just get in one of these ones, you know? I, exactly what I say. I, I Look, I often meet people and I go, look, you can have a drive in my car. No problem at all. We'll do the forms, fill out the right paperwork. Um, naturally, you've got to do, you know, sign uh, all the documents first. But once we do that, um, yeah, we get them all kitted up, um, get them behind the wheel of the cart and get everyone off track, of course. And um, the funny thing is people go in there, put their foot into it and spin 180 degrees and, and then you hear this swear word out loud from the helmet. <laughs> and then it's followed by, take it easy, they're slicks, you know. Um, yeah, definitely tell them, hop in this thing, mate, have a go at it. And the cool thing about Hurricane, I guess, um, there's always someone who's going to let you have a go. Simple as that. We do have have a go days every now and then. Um, but yeah, someone like myself will get you behind the wheel. If you're a lot shorter, of course, I'll organise you a go-kart. Um, <laughs> I love when people go, I'm too big for it. And I have to look at them and go, mate, I race. <laughs> no such thing. I, so, think, yeah, I think I'm touch. too big was, was something I said to you. And I wasn't talking about my height. <laughs> so, so for a, um, a handicap uh, of, of weight behind driver... Yeah. Are there things that can be done to overcome that or is it just basically just no, make you fat? No, definitely. Like, I, I'm uh, thinking of the categories like, you know, get one, two, five restricted medium, which I'm in. And that's the cart and driver at 182 kilos. Um, lights is 162 kilos. So you've got different weights. And look, I'm racing at currently, uh, what am I now? 18 kilos overweight. Um, so, hey, look, the bonus is, a ton of grip into the first turn, you know, going full speed, just don't have the launch out of the, out of the short turn. So um, you can still be competitive. Look, I'm not going to be the pointy end, to be honest, this year. Um, COVID was bad to me and I ate a lot of food. <laughs> but it was, um, it's, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's all very re regulated in terms of um, how light you can get the cart to the right weight. The guys who are underweight, they can put lead on and then I mix and match the lead to suit their driving style which is, I hate them for that, to be honest, because <laughs> I'm right in the middle with all my weight. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's quite even in terms of what you do with the lead weights and how you put it up from the kids' categories right up to the senior categories. Okay. They never offer to pick up someone's go-kart or help them lift up a go-kart if they're this really short, tiny person. You know they've bolted like 30 kilos of lead on their carts. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, bloody short souls. Short yes. small people. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, the Go movie that was produced in Western mm. Australia, uh, it's what, two years ago now? Last. Oh, a year ago. Not even. Okay. No, uh, early this year. Early this year. Yeah, it was released early this year. Mm. So yeah, it would have been produced last year. 
Did you guys have any involvement in that? Um, yeah, we did. That, um, yeah, the first bitumen race I had on that track, uh, at that movie, sorry, was at our track. Um, so it's cool watching it because I took the kids, we took all the cadet nines, went down and watched it together. And um, yeah, it's funny watching the kids going, oh, there's our track. And they're pointing to it, oh, there's our track. Um, but then in the background and the blurry bits, you can see some of our drivers as well. So yeah, it was cool to um, get involved. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it that day. I was away at work, but um, yeah, it was yeah definitely filmed at our track. You see the pits, you can see the track, you see the whole layout, and um, I think it's a fantastic little movie f- promoting our sport. Which is um, um, like I said before, it's it's hard to get the exposure. So that was perfect for us. In terms of the artistic license that's usually taken in motorsport video uh, movies and well, movies in general, mm. would you say, how would you rate it in terms of being as close to what really go? I mean, obviously there's the drama side of things, which, yeah, <laughs> um, but from a technical side of things, uh, how would you, how would you rate what they did on screen? Look, the, uh, not there, you know, <laughs> let's be honest. It, it, it wasn't a technical movie. And if it was a full technical movie, um, all the diehard motorsport fans would have loved it. And all the kids would have fallen asleep straight away. So, um, yeah, look, 50% of it, I guess, was there. You know, the, the cart that won, you don't just build a cart out of a million pieces, although sometimes it looks like that in your garage. Um, but, you know, you can do it quite... You can do it on a bit of a budget, and you can still get the pointy end. It's it's about you and how you set yourself up. Um, but, yeah, it's it. I think, I think the most important part of that movie is no matter what cart you have or your budget behind it, um, give it a red-hot crack, because you still... There's still a lot of guys in our category, for example, who is driving older carts and at the very pointy end of the field. And it's not about the biggest budget. It's not about the biggest team or the biggest um, spend factor. It's about you, your driving, your setup and your feedback to the machine that you're driving underneath you. So it's um, in that side of the, in, in that side of the movie. Yeah, definitely true in terms of having a red hot crack with what you've got below you. Cause all our gears are the same at the end of the day. We're all got the same engine. Um, we're all lead weighted, same tires, we're all barcoded. So it's, it's, it's even in that sense. Yeah. Give it a crack. Okay. So usually what we do about now is I'll hand you over to Brent and he'll go through some nerdy stuff and fan <laughs> questions and stuff like that. And then we'll come back and ask you a few more questions, but I'm going to sort of skip ahead a little bit. Mm. Um, one question that I ask all our guests is if at your track, yeah. if you could have any driver from any era, jump into a go-kart and do laps around the track and, you know, give a clinic or whatever. Yeah. Who would you want that to be? It's funny. We, we, <laughs> it's, um, we had a certain person come to the last race meet and um, I won't say his name, uh, but no. like, who's that guy? And I was like, oh, it's Daniel Ricciardo. It's, it's his alias name. My mates believed it for a bit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> wasn't. But then when you thought about it, here's a guy from Perth. Here's a guy in F1. Here's a guy who raced at our tracks. I'd love to race against him. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's as close as you're going to get to racing an F1 driver um, who's been at the same track as you have, who's raced similar gear to what you got. So, you know, it would be cool to have the local guy come down and uh, race against um, the local guys. You so say if there's yeah, if there's anyone you want to do uh, a race against, it'd definitely be against Daniel. It'll be um, it'll, it'll really showcase you know the skill level he's got compared <laughs> yep. the rest of us, the back of the field. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be cool to watch him as well um, at the home track there, um, at our home track, should I say, um, having a crack. 
would love to see that. And I guess you can probably see like if he takes different lines to what you guys usually take and absolutely all that sort of stuff. It would just be interesting to watch, yeah, at that level, racing as well. Yeah, so the, the F1000 guys out at Enterprise Racing had Nick Perkett over here last year. Mm. And um, you know, a few of the guys were saying like, the, the line that he takes is completely different to all the other F1000 drivers. Yeah. Of course, you know, like, he's just getting these insane times out of the cars because of that. But it's, um, yeah, I think yeah, it'd be pretty cool to see it's, something it's- like that. I was at that race watching Nick Perk out right uh, in the F1. He was just, he was gone a second a lap uh, in front of everyone. Yeah. Uh, I guess what, one thing you notice from a really talented driver when you watch him, especially in the um, KZ carts, and that's the um, the six-speed gearbox carts. And they, they, they're they a very busy go-kart when they're driving them. And you watch the top guys racing them and how calm they look. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you, we can't see that in F1000s or in sedans or anything like that. But you can see a driver's attitude and the way they're, they're presenting their body and they look very calm. The hands are very relaxed. The, the, the hand is, you know, the hands aren't moving as much. And when you see the top drivers race, you see how calm they look. And it's quite interesting because the calmer you look, the faster they go. Yeah. And you've got to keep telling yourself that in the helmet as well. Calm down, calm down, breathe, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, it would be cool to watch someone at that top level be that calm. Yep. And then <laughs> just can completely kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I'm going to hand you over to Brent um, no for, for the chat. Um, and then when we come back, uh, we will chat about the King of the Hill event. Excellent. Over to you, Brent. Thanks, man. So, yeah, normally I'll, I'll ask you a few technical questions. about. I've, I've asked my, uh, my go-kart spies um, some questions, come back with a few bits and pieces. Um, so... King of the Hills, um, Shane's all over that, but I'm going to steal some of the thunder because everyone wants to know. The rumour is that the King of the Hill event is going to have the biggest KZ field seen yeah. in Australia since Noah was cruising around on go-karts trying to fill up an arc. <laughs> Mate, it's true. Um, what are we up to now, 36 or 7? Um, I think, oh, well, look, fingers crossed we hit 40. It's going to be awesome. I think we're going to split it in two categories, in A and a B. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what KZ's, like I said earlier, you know, we all do rolling starts. The KZ's do standing starts, and they'll launch 0 to 100 at F1 speeds. So yeah, well. um, watching those things, and if you get it right, you launch. If you don't, you'll still you saw the line, and uh, unfortunately, those guys, you know, can be a bit, you know, bumpery, is the best way to put it. Um, but, yeah, to have that field, looking forward to watching it very much so. Oh, wicked, man. Yeah, so a lot of people were saying that the, uh, that news has obviously got out wide and far, that there is weapons coming. Um, people have to pull their socks up and it won't be a given. No. So that, that's really cool. So for a numpty like me, like you talked me through some of the carts when you had the display up at Barb's a, a little while ago. Mm. Um, so the KZ cart, that's, is that, so you're probably going to hate this, my terminology, but is that the same as a shifter cart or is it yes, just a yes. terminology used yeah. for Okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, it, 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 when you tell someone a KZ, they look at you like an alien. You just say shifter and they get it. All right, straight away. Cool. Um, and what, so um, with classes, can you give me a quick rundown of how it works from um, your kid getting into it all the way up? I'm yep. fairly familiar with the dirt carts, but not so much with, with you guys. So, with the, um, 
with the classes, it's pretty straightforward. You know, cadet nines, your seven to nine year olds get in there, little 60cc um, restricted engine in there. They're still going quite quick. You know, I think, I think they hit about 70, 80 k's an hour down the main straight. So they're seeing a little seven year old hurling down or six year old uh, hurling down at full speed. So from six years old onwards, they can uh, practice. From seven, they can race. And uh, they get the cadet 12s, and that's takes it a bit more seriously. I guess the cadet 12s, you know, a bit older, a bit more stronger in the body, and they can actually start um, giving you a bit better feedback. You know, it's funny asking my son, how'd you go mid-turn? I drifted, and that was awesome, Dad. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't oh, really sick. help me. <laughs> yeah, sick. That's all you hear. <laughs> or a thumbs up like that drift was amazing. So, and then you go from the uh, to the KA, the juniors, you know, from the from the cadet 12s and that's you know from uh, 13 and 15 year olds um again progressing faster 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 tires are getting wider and um and then once you finish your junior categories you can start really opens up for yourself you can go from uh, 16 onwards into your tag restricted which is what i race it's a one two five with a restriction on the back falling at 21 horsepower which doesn't seem like a lot but we're still hitting about uh, 95 k's an hour down the main straight and then um, and run, running the harder tyre and then the next category up from that is the tag 125 no restrictor at 30 horsepower with softer tyres and the jump is quite significant I guess you know because you've got the greater amount of grip but they're also no restrictor so the pull is quite um, quite significant I think they're going just over 100k an hour um, we have our open performance class, which is um, a wide range of engines. Open performance could be your twin engines, could be your four-stroke twin cylinders. Um, yeah, so that, that category, is, I won't even go into it to detail because you can go all night about what is open performance. And then, um, which some guys like, some guys don't, but then your premier class is your KZs. And yeah. um, you, you, you can't just go buy a go-kart and get straight into a KZ. You've got to start in your uh, D-class to start with, get through your P-plates, Getting, get your endorsements at every race. And again, you jump onto the Karting Australia website. You can see your endorsements as time goes on. And then eventually get through your C class. And then once you get your B, race open, A, and you go for your KZs. So it's all about getting your endorsements and moving up. Uh, I guess for safety, you don't want to put a green person straight into a KZ. Otherwise, straight to the track, straight to the hospital, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's all the categories in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, they're all, and then within those categories, you've got your, you know, your obviously your weights and everything you can do and what, what weight category you can race in. Oh, wicked. That's cool. Um, so the, the open performance category, I think you called it. Um, yeah. So that sounds like the sports sedan category. You can do whatever you want engine-wise. And Pretty if it much. works, it works. And if it doesn't, keep tinkering. Yeah, basically sounds, what it is. I like the sound of that one. <laughs> they they uh, have their own rules. Um, what tyres they use, what engines they can use. There's a wide variety. What weights they can be. And, um, yeah, sometimes you see a guy win by 30 seconds. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So it is like that category you just mentioned. Yeah. That one room. It's very open. It's very... Um, yeah. It can be very unfair some races you're watching it. But then, yeah, go back to the shed and have another crack at it. Yeah. No, that doesn't appeal to like a lot of racing's kind of so fragmented in, in different ways and it doesn't appeal to everyone, but it, yeah. Um, so you mentioned you got into it about seven years ago. I'm taking a punt that you weren't um, 21 when that happened or 16. No, no. Um, far from it. <laughs> Very so, far from the 21. <laughs> so with, with adults getting into the sport, um, you know, it's something we don't hear enough about 
and and the social media platforms or when you read up about karting, it's all focused around kids getting in at transitioning, you know, yeah. go-karts into Formula Fords, Formula 1000, Formula 4, you know, that sort of yeah. natural progression of motorsport, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. I really liked how, how Joe explained it a couple of weeks back. He's, he's been working with the flat out guys to get better at driving. So he's better in the F1000. Now he's taking the leap later in life to get after really competitive racing. Mm. And, and that sort of twigged me. I thought that was really cool. So um, what advice would you give someone who's older with no experience that wants to get into it competitively, that mm. they're too old and broken to play footy, Indoor <laughs> cricket's me. not doing it for him anymore. Um, yeah. Indoor netball is just, I'm not going to start there. No. And, um, and, and we can't all be good at golf like Andrew Stevens. Exactly that. Um, I say to people, the cool thing is um, come down to Hurricane, have a watch of what we do. Something we've been quite um, focused on is when we bring a new person to the club, uh, they pit together. So the one, two, five restricted guys, we all pit together. We all have, we all, you know, share parts, share, especially with a new guy, set them up. There's no point setting yourself up to win every race and, and the other guys are struggling. You want to be racing and tussling each other. So especially something we've done a very conscious effort with, I guess, is to make sure that, hey, if you're new, you're pitting with us. Uh, we have a thing called the communist box where the state owns all. That is a spare tie rod end, a spare um, bearing if you need it for something or a spare, there's all spare parts in there. There's spare cans of WD-40, but the state owns all. So if you take something, give it back to the state. So, <laughs> but it seems to yeah. work because, you know, everyone's always um, being together. We're all around the same uh, area. We're all helping each other. And then as soon as you get a new guy on board, everyone gets involved. Everyone sets this guy up. So that way that guy is doing, or girl, is doing the best laps they possibly can. So that way they're battling with us and then we're having a good little tussle because What's the point being there if you're just a poor guy struggling and you just know he'll leave next week? Yeah, yeah, he'll get the shit signed and sell it. Or yeah. you want him to, and you want, and the fast guys as well. Like I talk to Andy about this all the time because he's unstoppable in our category, right? Mm. And I keep saying I'm going to put a kid in the car and, and chase him because I'm I haven't got the skill level to catch him now. <laughs> um, but the he's always he wants someone. That's why he had such a good time this week and being in the wet because he actually had to fight. You know, yeah. it wasn't until it dried up he didn't walk away from anyone. So. You, 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 as well, as much as you want to win, you don't want it to be given to you. You know, everyone wants right. to have that tussle, that fight, that 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 hear that buzz of a car next to them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, get, get a bit of a fright because you think you're out by your own, and all of a sudden you're getting tapped. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's honestly the best part about it. Once you know you bring someone new into the sport, and look, I'm 39 now, and still actively participating in racing, and there's nothing more fun. Like, again, it's, it's the same as what I said earlier with a child watching their helmet come off, uh, watching a, an older person, like, you know, myself and a new guy get in the car and they go, man, that was awesome. Great. Fantastic. I actually had one guy, I let him have a go in my car and he pulled the helmet off and in front of his wife and daughter said, that's the best thing I've done in my whole life. Oh. <laughs> and retracted instantly. That is awesome. So, no, that is cool. That is motorsport. Though. That's why it turns us on. Yeah, and when exactly. You, yeah. Exactly that. So um, I hope he's listening to this because I know who he knows who I am. <laughs> but he goes, that's the best thing I've ever done. And, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, just coming down, having a chat to us guys about it, letting us help you buy your first cart. Um, and it's okay to fall off the track. We'll, we'll help you clean it up and get it back on the road again. So uh, it's, it's one of the nice things about Hurricane Go-Kart Club is that, once you join, um, you kind of join the, 
the little team. And then, yeah. and then you get on the messenger group with us and um, it's banter for a whole month until we race again. Yeah, good. <laughs> Literally, it's how it should be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we've got a... Yeah, for every category. So the XL Cup, the guys, they've got a good good banter channel and, a, and an unofficial banter channel. Yeah. The uh, streetcar guys, they've got the rum circle. Um, it's There's some... There's some brutal banter in there, I yeah, will say. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but it's it's good. Um, so is there um, you know, obviously some people are quite lucky and they and they um they, they get to do it with you know, they get to uh, the help from some of the mm. flagship teams, you know, like flat out and stuff, but is there club wise, is there classes and coaching available for someone that's some people are a bit nervous, you know, they don't want to yeah. suck when they go out the first time, they yeah. want to go do a bit of private stuff and figure it absolutely. out. Absolutely. Um, how's that work? Don't get me wrong, um, using the guys like from Flat Out and Cart Mart or BRM, um, fantastic. You know, you, you won't get better support. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, it's another thing to just go, when you come join the club, um, asking one of the guys who's been racing a while, can you come down with me for a weekend and just watch me? It's as simple as that. And having someone watch you do laps, um, uh, you'll find that, oh, no, let's concentrate on the first uh, third of the track. Let's concentrate on turns one, two, and three, and that's what you're going to concentrate on. So, yeah, more than likely, uh, and I, I was in this position when I first started. I asked someone to come down and watch me for a few laps, and improved you greatly. And even to this day, I bought a new go kart at the start of this year, and again, I got coaching again from the guy uh, who I bought it off. So it was, it's all about you know, you're forever learning in a go kart, and you're forever understanding things, and forever um, trying new things to try and improve yourself not about going faster which that, that's the end result but it's just about your comfort your confidence levels as well growing that's awesome mm. um that yeah it's cool to hear so you, the best thing is it's like so like with uh, circuit racing we get an observed license test and most people realize that there's a lot of value in doing that getting someone like ducky in the car for instance yeah up and you out so it's the same thing get someone to come watch you drill a corner really figure it out um yeah. and practice and i suppose it's the attractive thing of um go-karts is you can practice pretty – it's pretty easy to get access to the track, yeah, I believe, I've been yeah, told. Yeah, for us, yeah, every Saturday, Sunday, except for a Sunday after a club race, uh, club run, uh, it's open. Uh, for members, come on down. It's, yeah, once you paid your membership, you can, write, you can come down and practice every Saturday, Sunday from 10 to 4 o'clock. And if you can do a 10 to 4 o'clock session, you're fitter than me. So, yeah. um, it's amazing, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how you can, you know, uh, suck up the whole day and just testing one thing. You know, you can lose – a whole day and going, oh, I might just try spread the front end or, or bring it in again or try different tire pressures. But you, you can spend the whole day doing it, which is yeah. half the fun of it, you know. And then when you're there with someone helping you, you start learning what's good, what's bad, and what feels right for the driver. Yeah, getting better every time you go out. If you do better every time you go out, then yeah. it's still fun. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. And look, sometimes you go potato farming. That's what I call it when you go out into the gravel. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to wash that damn thing afterwards. But, hey, clean it up, go out again and try that corner again and keep trying to get that corner right and let's try the next corner and let's try and marry them all up, you know. So, um, yeah, look, and some things, you know, we, we put GoPros all over the car, you know, uh, over the cart. So, you know, put GoPro at your feet and see where you're braking. And it's like, oh, you big wuss, why are you braking early? <laughs> or, you know, put on your hands and watch your hands and how, what, what your hands are doing. It's quite interesting. You can watch yourself in a go-kart quite easily. Yeah, wicked. Mm. That's cool. Um, so back to your racing. Uh, so you've been racing for seven years now. Um, what's the uh, biggest accomplishment so far for yourself, other than seeing your kids race? Because that's for uh, me. That's, myself. That's um, I, don't know, I bought the new cart this year, 
and just getting really comfortable and really fast and consistent with it. You know, for me, um, look, I'm no, no active podium getter, <laughs> but it's the fun of it for me is worth every penny, whatever position you come. Um, I guess this year I have a lot of accomplishments ticked off with the comfort and consistency of my lap times. Uh, the cool thing is, you know, we all have data loggers in our, on our dash on our steering wheel, and you know we could see all your lap times. Your, you know, if you want to log into your laptop and see your GPS results and all that, you get to see all that. But it's um, just working on myself and consistency, and getting yeah. really confident for the King of the Hill this coming weekend. So, yeah, since the start of the year, I've had a few practice sessions in it. I've had a few goes, um, just getting some small fine tuning done, and getting that consistency. So every lap time is within. Uh, 0.2 of a second of each other is yeah a bit of a bit of yeah. a tick in the box there. I guess the goal for me this year is to be the top in the top 50% of the field. Um, anything higher than that was going to be a bit of a tick in the box. Uh, last year I DNF because my chain fell off and that's just a lack of racing I guess. Um, so yeah, if I can uh, improve on that, let's yeah tick another box and go go further forward. So in the category you're in, which is the the one two five medium restricted. Yep. Yes, yeah, the one. Yeah. Yep. Um, is there age bracket wise? What's that look like? Uh, it's, it's it's actually yeah. There's not many sixteen year olds in it. It's actually from I say twenty five onwards up to yep. um. Well, there's some guys in their late fifties as well. So it's quite quite a big range difference um, in the ages there. So yeah, it, it's quite vast. Um, you know, a lot of the kids who are trying to move up as fast as possible, they'll go straight into tag and, you know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. that path. But restricted is quite a good entry uh, point for a lot of people who starting to race. And it's also quite a good uh, category that I've stayed in the whole time. I'm not really interested in going to the next level up. It's, it's always the biggest field. Um, currently, we've got 23 drivers who've entered at King of the Hill. So you're going to have, um, look, it's kind of known as the carnage category sometimes. Um, you know, turn one can spit 10 carts off and destroy a go-kart in, in a matter of seconds. Um, well, you got to try and convince your wife that, look, it, it wasn't that bad. We, it's, it's all repairable. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's only money. Gross it's only trees. money. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's the, t- it's the money aside, it's the time's fine. I've, I'm just gonna be in the, yeah, you won't see me. It's fine. You'll be happier. It's, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. And, and you'll get rid of me for a few more hours, days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, um, like last year, we had 31 in that category on the track for King of the Hill. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's quite a good category, and it's it's um it's why I like staying. Like you know, the one the unrestricted categories don't have as many numbers. I guess it's just because um it's a lot more costly. You know, the more expensive tires, the softer tires, um, engines are you know, being used a lot harder as well because no restricted yeah. in them. So it, it all adds up. So for best bank for your buck, the restricted category does appeal to a lot of people. Cool, and and roughly um, for someone new getting into it, what was what's the general outlay? I know doing yeah. a lot of stuff yourself or going to buy an all new. I know there's all nuances there, but just ballpark. What's the oh. what are you up for? If you aim for say five thousand dollars, yeah, that'll get you a cart, suit, basic tools, set of tires, um, and all the lubes you need to get you going. Yeah, um, yeah, five grand, and you know usually you might walk away with a little crappy, you know, six by four trailer. And that's all you need to start with. That, that, that's exactly how I started. Crappy old little trailer, basic tools. And then you'll be surprised as the years go on, you start just building up um, a full reinforcement of spares and tools and bits and pieces. Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace becomes your best friend for hunting for spares and bits and pieces. Yep. Um, and yeah, like I said, if you budget five grand, 
and then you put away a hundred bucks a fortnight and that'll uh, get you racing at the club meets. And look, yeah. the sky's the limit. You know, I've seen guys spend 40, 50 K if they want to, but it's yeah. Keep it realistic. And yeah. I still, I bought it, like I said, I bought a brand new one this year only because, well, I'm getting older and I want to buy something brand new for myself. So that's why I did yeah, that. Good. Spoil yeah. yourself. You work hard, man. Why not? So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, if you budget, say that five grand, that gets you behind the wheel, decent go-kart and your setup's all good to go. Cool. Um, and last one from me, uh, I probably rambled on a few extras in there, but I, last one about yourself. Um, any weird traditions you have before a race? Everyone's got a little weird thing. We've had some, a few very similar ones from most of the touring car guys, which is kind of cool, but I want to hear your ones. I, for some reason, always wear blue. Okay. I'm in a bright orange go-kart. I've got a blue suit. Everything's blue on me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, always wear blue. And I don't know why, but it could be pouring rain, and I seem to be thirsty right before the race, and I would drink a, a bottle of water straight away. I don't know why that always happens. But um, even though I've done... Oh, many races. I don't know if it's hundreds or not, but yeah, it's um. You always have that drink of water, but blue. It, it, that's how the other go back to. So yeah, I wear a full blue suit, blue helmet, blue boots, blue gloves, and I don't know why that is. It's just something I've always had, even though cool. I drive a bright orange go kart. So. Yep. Are you <laughs> Dutch at all? No, not no. At all. So the orange, so it, yeah, orange and blues. It's the Dutch thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just something I've always done. Had something blue on me. So there you go. Yeah, weird. Cool. Yeah, Good. Sticks with it. Yeah. Yep. So you obviously spend all your time at Auto One because it's the Blue Auto store. So yeah. of course, yeah. What, what, where else did you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Whatsoever. Yeah. Shameless no, plug. No, no, um, no bias there at all whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. No, wicked. No, that's it. Shane's going to ask you a few more things. Um, there's some pretty exciting stuff happening this weekend and there is a lot more people than I thought when I went out for a few of the chat groups I'm in, they're very pumped on this weekend. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a cool I'm, event. I was surprised how far reaching it was to be honest, mate. I really yeah. was. Uh, good, good. And, and we're hoping to get this uh, word out there, trying to bring families down just to watch and have a look at it because it, it, it is a one day event and it goes quick and there's a lot of action happening. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't wait. It's, it's the best event of the year. Yeah. And are you racing as well or just making yes, it shorter? Oh, wow. So you're going to be flat uh, out. Me, me and the uh, son are both racing. It's his first open meet. So he's a bit nervous. But um, yeah, look out for us. You, you, you won't miss me. I'm the tallest guy there by a country mile. And yeah, um, and, um, yeah and I even got my son his uh, new sticker kit. I, I based it all on Minecraft. So he's got a full pixelated. Oh, go yeah. Cool. Very so cool. He's, yeah. He's quite, uh, he still kept all the Italian colors of the go-kart, these Tony carts. But yeah. uh, Minecraft it right up, so he's uh, he's quite proud of himself this weekend. That's wicked, man. So have so just asking, like obviously you're pretty handy, you know the carts inside out mechanically. Do you mm. get a mechanic to help you as well? Um, like a cart mechanic or someone? Funny enough, one thing I really yeah. enjoy, yeah. Now one thing I really enjoy is um, doing as much as I can myself, like doing a top end myself. I can't do the bottom end myself. You always got to get external help for that. But, um, you know, like every, what is it, 10, 12 hours, we do a piston on our carts. Yeah. Um, something I really enjoy, getting a couple of mates over, a few engines, pull the um, top off, get the piston out, and um, replacing it, doing as much repair as you can yourself. Um, and then with the son as well, who's interested in the mechanical side of it, you know, he knows what a, what is he, he he's allowed to do a chain service and a spark plug service. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of cool, you know, with the kids doing it. And, yeah, me and the boys doing as much mechanical stuff in the shed 
on a Friday afternoon as, as possible. You know, yeah. you, you can bring a cart over in your trailer, put it in the garage, and you've got three go karts, and everyone's having a having a dig at fixing things. Cool. So yeah, no, definitely good fun doing that with a few beers and. Uh, I yeah. like the the carding is really appealing to me because you know, my boy's four. He's, he's a couple of years he'll be into it. Um, I've got a, I'm quite lucky just in the games room here. I've got a four car garage behind me. Yeah. Um, and I can't move in there because there's four cars in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I can't I, wait till I, they all go and put go karts in there instead. Go karts fit quite well. I, I live on a on a very small. My, well, my, my block is 290 meters, so I play Tetris in my garage. And yeah, um, well. my wife fears if we ever buy a bigger property that uh, it's gonna be full of well more go karts and probably a, a Formula Ford one day. So yeah, good. <laughs> uh, time will tell. Cool. Cool. Thanks. No, that's cool. Um, that was pretty cruisy, Brent. I'm, I'm a little bit shocked. <laughs> well, I know I went, I went over time as, as I always do, but you know the exciting news is what's coming up for the weekend, and and like so, I'm just still blown away by how many people that I've talked to just today and that are all mm. um, frothing about these uh, this giant KZ field. Um, and like we got some really talented drivers at uh, WA Sporting Car Club and and NWA that race at our local state meetings, and most mm. of them all race car- carts, and all of them have a story of Hurricane Kart Club, yeah. and um, all of them get stupidly turned on about these KZ. So I've got to see what it's all about. You've got to come down and have a look, and it's um that turn one. That's what it is. Everyone, it's a long right hander, and you know patience rewards you, but then getting out of that as fast as possible also rewards you. So it's. That turn one is awesome to watch, especially when they're coming at you at that speed. Um, bigger the field, the God, yeah, it's it just gets very busy very quickly, and you've got a few moments to react and get out of there as fast as possible. So, yeah, Wicked. that event, the the, the, the the King of the Hill event is just yeah, tops it off just with the amount of people we've got there. Alrighty, let's talk about that event. Yes, ten That's, years. 10 years it is this this weekend. Yeah. And it's grown from, uh, yeah, a simple event to promote the uh, 125 restricted categories to what it is today. Yeah. So, so you've sort of partly answered the question. So how did the event come about originally? Well, yeah. Well, the 125 restricted categories um, don't compete at some certain um, national levels and state levels. So the event was really catered to, to, to showcase the 125 restricted categories. Um, which is, you know, still the feature races. But the, you know, the KZ guys, you know, get together and want to come down as well, which is awesome to see. I guess they've, they've stolen the show from us. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, like I said, it's grown from what it is now to, to being, you know, WA's best event by far. Okay. So what can people expect if they come up this weekend to uh, uh, the Hurricane Go-Kart Club for the King of the Hill? Yeah, so if you come down, have a look. Um, the first thing you'll see is the size of the paddock. You know, we've got the, um, you know, a lot of the bigger teams are there, you know, with the, um, the flat-out tent, the BRM tent there, the, uh, the Kip Foster tent. Uh, that's going to be huge. So the colour, you definitely see that in the paddock and you'll see all, like, very professional-looking teams all set up. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, almost a mini F1 setup. Um, the BRM guys in the back corner where I'm going to be, um, we've got a little kitchenette with a, with a pasta night on Friday night, which I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, that's going to be good fun. But you'll see a lot of, when you rock up, you'll see a lot of colour and a lot of, um, 
a lot of little setups, you know, from little setups right through to the big full on teams. Okay. So what's the format of the day? So do you run through all categories, you know, one heat at a time or do you do, you know, all the one, two fives and then the KZs and then, you know, how do you run the day? The day generally is four heats. Um, So for the King of the Hill, this, um, it's called, uh, you get a six-minute uh, practice session in the morning, qualifying uh, six minutes again per per category. So everyone goes out for their qualifying run, and when you got over twenty carts on the track to get a clean qualifying lap is challenging at its best. Um, and I think uh, was it last year uh, in the in the mediums restricted we had thirty-one carts, so we had to split the qualifying to two sessions just to give people a clean lap. Um, and even that was still challenging. And then the heats kick off from basically from uh, 9.45 onwards. It's going to be heat one straight through to heat four. Um, and it's where you finish is where you move up the grid. And then the winner, it's not points-based. It's final race is the winner. Yeah, okay. So you've got to be consistent. You've got to be moving up that field. Yep. The, um, in terms of uh, spectators, how close do they get to the, to the action? Pretty close. Um, turn one, you're sitting right on the end of the um, the little grandstands we have, or little mini stands. Um, on the end of turn one, you're, you're literally, the cart's coming straight towards you, so they're only about 10, 15 metres away. And then turn two stand is just as close. When you're standing along the fence there, you're literally right up against them. So, yeah, you can definitely hear it, and you can't have a conversation. They're, they're that loud. Um, yeah, you definitely get the to see the, the speed of the carts coming through the turns and the amount of grip. They, they're carrying through there. So, yeah, if, especially when you see the families come down, the young kids are just pointing the whole time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, so you're like, ah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> the kids are loving it. <laughs> the, um, in terms of off-track activities, do you guys have anything going on uh, besides what's on track? Or is, it, oh, is your track just busy the whole day so there's no real downtime to go? No, there is no. no we, we have talked about it in the past about doing things, but honestly – one thing, you know, we're, we're quite proud of is our turnaround times. Um, you're literally, it's it's race after race after race. You, you are busy the whole day. Um, a day at King of the Hill um, feels like running City Surf. Simple as that. Um, it's 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 busy. Like, yeah, like I said, we have talked about doing things, but besides getting a coffee from the coffee van there, um, that's about it. That's, yeah, that's, you are flat out the whole time. Um, look, there's always great food in the canteen and there's always things going on, on the track. You, the, the, the track's moving the whole time. There's no periods of just waiting around for nothing to happen. So the day does move quickly. And most uh, karting events are over two days. The fact that we can fit it all into one day is uh, quite unique to us. Okay. What? Um, how much access do the spectators get into the pit areas? Um, yeah, full access. So look, anyone who comes down, um, one thing you find about go-karters, we love to talk about our machines and our racing. So, um, we're all pretty passionate about what we do. So, um, yeah, when you're walking around, it's free to access all the areas, have a look around. Um, look, you might see someone throwing a spanner because they just lost it because it's impossible to race some things. That's motorsport, I think, in general. <laughs> give me a, give me a nine mil. No one uses that. Poof, and off it goes. <laughs> but... Um, but no, like, look, generally, if people are there, they, they'll love to talk to you about it. Um, anyone coming down to have a chat, um, definitely with the families, uh, to talk to the other junior categories, like the Cadet 9s and 12s, we're more than happy to talk to anyone. You can get right up and close uh, to the big teams. You can see what they're doing inside their tents. Uh, you know, real cool 
set up with the big teams, all the colors, everyone's, in, you know, in uniform and the same stuff. So it's, um, it's, it's quite unique to see that. Nice to see. Um, like I said, it's a mini F1 setup for some of them. Yep. The um, canteen menu, I've just been having a look at it because you know, I, might, I might enjoy food or something. <laughs> but, um, how's your egg and bacon rolls out there? Mate, when it's like what? When it's like four degrees? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Last year, I slept in the bloody sea container <laughs> and my mattress deflated. And it was, I think, two degrees that night. And that was the best burger I had in my life because <laughs> I was sore, cold, shaking like a leaf. <laughs> so, bloody good, mate. <laughs> Bacon and egg burgers are always good. Nothing to do with cold, being sore, um, normally just hungover. Uh, that, well, you know, that does, does come into it a little bit. Um, but yes, <laughs> bless the bacon burger, mate. That's all I can say. <laughs> the, the, the hurricane hot dog. What's, what's the hurricane hot dog? I haven't had one yet. I can't, I can't say it. I can't, I can't oh, give you an explanation. Come on. I've been going for the burgers. <laughs> I think I'm going to, that's pretty bad on my behalf. But look, I'm sure it's the best <laughs> hot dog you've ever had in your life. All right, let's do it. Lunchtime. I'm having a hurricane hot dog. <laughs> is there a sabotage burger on the menu? Oh, like we've we've got a famous burger at the local canteen at our track, which yeah. I won't say anything about because we'll get people in trouble. But <laughs> if you want to, if there's a two day event, you buy your competitors those burgers. It's all over. Yeah, guaranteed the the chicken and and uh, and and the jalapenos. Is that um, the peri peri? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got certain competitors that uh, don't vote well with that food. <laughs> it's good. I'm hoping it's not, nothing to do with uh, toilet pit stops. <laughs> <laughs> running away quickly too. <laughs> that kind of sabotage. Yeah. But you know what's funny though? Every time you do offer someone like, you know, one thing with Carter's is, you know, something breaks, everyone always hands over parts, you know, or you use the donor go-kart to, who's not racing to strip parts off. And generally what happens is, um, Oh mate, we'll always have a crash and destroy your parts. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that always happens. <laughs> so I've had the wheel you let me. It's in the track. It's in the pit. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. As for the menu, I'm not. I'm not too sure about the hot dog. But you know what? I will do it this year. Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> I'll, we'll we'll be up there for so I'll, I might uh, investigate that for myself. But, and and we'll, we'll do an investigation report on it afterwards, all right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do yeah, a good see. on it. So, <laughs> but I, but Food at tracks. I've got to tell you the um, that particular burger I think you're talking about, Brent, the <laughs> Perry Perry burger. <laughs> you just nod, you know, if if that's the case, is is it the Perry? Yeah, okay. So the Perry Perry burger. Um, You've actually got Chris Mitchell commentating the event this weekend. So you got mm. like big um, commentators as well. Chris. Yeah. Not just big in size, because Chris is. That's <laughs> what Shane was alluding to. Chris. No, no. Chris um, can't handle spicy food. So, really? Um, yeah. So if, if you see him going for a run. <laughs> very quickly out of the commentary booth it probably means J-Mac has uh, fed him some sort of spicy food so J-Mac can take oh. over the commentary for the day so, so you got um, J-Mac up there as well Yeah, they got, so you got the A-team of WA commentary for motorsport at, it's also live stream too really? Yeah. So yeah, I, 
I did hear that rumor, and there is Shane's probably going to talk about that in a bit. That there is people yeah. fizzing about go kart being live streamed. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you so you, you, the the toilet runs about one hundred and ten meters. All right. Well, I'll make sure. What does Usain Bolt do it in? <laughs> Just let him know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's gonna hate uh, me. He's probably not gonna come and work for me ever again after this. No, nah, after this. <laughs> talk about him behind his back. <laughs> the canteen's just gonna be stocked with those those really hot corn chips. You know, the, the violently hot corn chips just scattered all through commentary, and you're like, oh, corn chip, <laughs> bang, gone. <laughs> Oh, what a stitch up. Oh, <laughs> but God. no, seriously, I don't know if you've seen any of the footage that's coming out from, from J-Mac and, and, um, uh, Chris. Oh, yeah, young Chris, yeah, uh, Mitchell. Chris. Yeah, I was, I, was like, I was about to say Rob, I'm like, oh man, wrong Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the, um, the stuff that they're doing, like they've, uh, J-Mac's always been a legend down at the Speedway, uh, down at, sorry, at the, at the drag strip at Kwinana there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Chris is uh, something that comes along. He's, he's done some huge international stuff with the, um, you know, the nitro buggies and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, those two together make make a hell of a team. It's it's they they really turn it on, and then, and they know their stuff, so it's good. Yeah, no, the the commentary we've had over the years has been great. Um, it just gets better. Like the event, honestly, just gets better every year um, from spectator point of view, right through to the drivers. Um, it's just good fun. You know, you get all the big names, you get all the you know, it's um, <clears throat> it's cool when you do watch it back on the live stream. You know, you got the names popping up, just like you know, little F one styles. Um, yeah, it's 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 great to see, and it just shows the sports uh, slowly growing. But you know, we'd love to get more people involved in it. I think this year uh, it's four media. I think is the name of the yeah four style four style. Sorry, sorry four style. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> Colin will be all right with it. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, and, you know, obviously you guys are pushing that pretty hard. So if people can't get up to watch and, um, you know, they can actually go and live stream it, which would be fantastic. Mm. Um, and, yeah, like if you say the, you've got the quality of the timing and all that, you know, some of the live stream stuff that's been out there um, and even esports that were live streamed during lockdowns and that was it's absolutely horrendous. So to see some quality live streaming going on, yeah. Um, you know, Brent talks about motorsport turning him on. Well, that turns me on is to see people actually putting effort into it. Um, he's, he's quite passionate, Colin. Um, he does all our videos and our promo videos too. Yeah. Yeah. And I've Jumping seen our Facebook page. Bloody weekend. Yeah. Mm. So, um, very particular when he puts them together, like oh, a couple of seconds here and a couple of seconds there and give me this footage, give me that footage. And, um, yeah. No, I take my hat off to him. He does a great job. Yeah, look, I, I can see where he's coming from. You know, like we've, we've been dealing with a few people going, hey, you know, we want you to come do work for us. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And they go, you know, put a quote in, we put a quote in. And they come back and say, oh, can we just have you, not your team? And it's like, well, <laughs> no. Like, it's, I, I wouldn't be happy giving a product that yeah. crap. And, you know, to see there's other people out there that are doing that is, you know, is awesome. Yeah, but, um, uh, it's Enough about us, media people, because you know we just work. Oh, in the background. Um, I'll just no, no. I'll just go on for my little show. rant. Yeah, I'll just go on my little rant for it. It's part of the show. People need to be contacting media people and getting help with it because it is the way of the modern world. Mm. The investment is there, and you need to do it well, and you got to pay for it. Um, yeah. And and it returns tenfold, man. Some of the stuff we're seeing coming out of the sporting car club now is fantastic. It's been 
finally catching up. Um, Speedway, I've done it for years, the selling your show. Um, and it, it's hard. It's, you can't do it yourself. So if you're driving and you're crewing and you're doing whatever, it's, man, just get someone to come help you. The, and, the, yeah. and the more, so like the competitive nature of business, right? All the good stuff aside about getting the story out there. If there's more people doing it, it means more people are watching it, which yeah. ultimately circle of life is better. Absolutely. Um, so like Shane says, as long as the quality's there, man, everyone get into it. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's the, the more exposure you get, no matter what exposure it is, it's, it's good, you know, as long as it's positive, of course. But um, yeah. exposure is great for the sport and every sport, whether it's um, footy or whatever else. But, you know, for the motorsport side of it, and because it is such a big unknown motorsport, you know, for a lot of people. Um, yeah, you know, we get a lot of families who go, I've got a child who loves F1. What do I do? Um, I'm never, you know, I, I tell them, oh, let's get you a go-kart. <laughs> you know, so let's, <laughs> let's get that child racing. Um, oh, man. Any, anything we can take away from footy, man, we've got to do it. That's, you know, <laughs> that's half the reason why I do this with Shane. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I'm hopeless at ball sports, man. I played sports. I grew up in New Zealand, played footy the whole way through, played <laughs> hockey, played soccer, the whole lot. Never great. Not yeah. a stellar athlete. Good, good in a goal. That's about it. Yeah. If we got my kids have got any hope, they've either got to be really good naturally. Jeans, mm, it's not looking that way. <laughs> um, so they're going to have cars, motors. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I uh, I concur with that, mate. Totally, <laughs> wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, over the weekend, we obviously had some horrible weather. Mm. Um, the look at the forecast for this weekend is wet. Yeah, I've got my monitor wow. open right now. It's been on the weather. BOM. <laughs> uh, Do you know what it's like to have twenty three carts on track when it's wet? <laughs> one, one, one to four millimeters, though. Like how? Like, you know, like you're looking. I don't know what we had in Perth over the weekend, but it was definitely more than four millimeters. Yeah. Um, how? What? How do you guys go with running events in that sort of you know in wet weather? Oh, it's look. Yeah, you put your wets on straight away. You, the race still goes on. Um, it's funny with go-kart tyres, you know, until there's water on track, and I don't mean just a damp track, you know, you pump your tyres right up to 30 PSI when it's wet, um, or damp, should I say, and then you've got to make the call when you go onto, um, onto wets. Um, but you know what? Some of my best races I've ever had, and with a really good friend of mine, and him and I still talk about it, our best race against each other was in the wet, where for lap after lap, we were jostling positions and moving around. Um, and then he beat me by literally a nose. Um, and people actually walked up to us afterwards and said, that was some of the best racing ever. And I just replied with, I was just holding on. So <laughs> that's all it was. It, it, and remember, you know, go-kart, it's alive. It's a solid axle. You light the rear up, it's going to want to spin you. So yep. it's difficult. You know, you don't take the racing line. You, you really got to take a really sharp angle to turn in. You really got to address the track differently. Simple as that. And start predicting a lot more, you know, uh, predicting what's going to happen in front of you, whoever's in front of you or behind you, what's going to happen. So you've got to get that momentum going. So yeah, racing in the, in the wet um, is some of the best fun you'll ever do. I just hate the, everything else afterwards. Yep. Wet socks, wet jocks, wet everything. 
wet, wet standing, life. Standing out in the rain, taking video footage and oh. photos on the weekend was bad enough. And yeah, I think my so, fingers are still blue, but <laughs> wait, 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 who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, I I, 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 I sympathise, mate. <laughs> All right, back to King of the Hill. Yes, spectators, welcome. Please, what go WA? <laughs> I have to ask, COVID nineteen. Yes. What are you guys doing around that? All right, so we do have the sanitary stations. Um, we have put rules in place that our supplementary regs, you know, people don't share um, tools or any personal items, like, like um, wherever it can be, you know, items of any sort. Uh, so we are trying to keep social distancing. One thing we're not allowing spectators to go into or anyone is like the in-grids and out-grids. Um, we're keeping that into a, like a circular formation. So you'll see in the pits area there's a lot of space definitely you can definitely walk around yep uh, you've got the hand sanitizing stations at three ends of the track of the pits area and the paddocks so there's plenty of that and then you'll see um how to put it where everyone's segregated and everyone's in their own camps anyway so there's not much integration between all the teams unless you're in a big tent but the bigger tents have more space as well so the paddock is definitely big enough for it the, the paddock is definitely um large enough just to, to complement all what we need to do and, um, yeah, like I said, we do, we do have some supplementary regs, which we're asking people to fill out and um, making sure that they're nominating themselves correctly as well. Okay. Do the spectators need to fill out anything before they head up? Yes, we do have a declaration form. Um, anyone who wants to come head up, quick message to the Hurricane Go Car Club uh, Facebook page and we'll send you the link straight away. It takes about a minute to fill out the form. It just basically asks your age. Uh, have you travelled overseas? Have you been in contact with anyone? Have you been ill yourself? Uh, if you answer no to all that, uh, by all means, come on down. Um, print it off for yourself if you can, or keep it on your telephone. It's just a yep. screenshot of it. And it's pretty straightforward. Anyone interested in coming down, um, yes, please jump on our Facebook page. Check out the uh, declaration forms, fill them out, um, and go from there. It is really quick to fill out and easy. If someone rocks up without filling that, will you guys have availability to do it on the spot? Yeah. You can do it on the spot. Um, someone will have a laptop available or a mobile, and we just log you straight in. Tap, tap one of the committee members on the shoulder. Just uh, ask around, is there a committee member? Or look for the really tall guy in a really blue suit, <laughs> and I'll do it for you straight away. <laughs> okay? So, um, yes, anyone rocking up? Yeah, come see us, definitely. Quite easy to do. Now, you guys have a raffle going on up there. Yes. Is that for spectators as well, or is this for competitors yeah. only? Um, yeah, the raffle's there. If, it's, if, it's, if you can find the person handing the tickets, it'd be at the canteen area. Yes, definitely come on in, buy the raffle tickets. Um, there's a few... I forgot what the prizes are now. There's a few different prizes available. So, um, one, I remember last year's raffle... It's pretty cool. It's a ride of, ride of your life in a jet boat. Oh, that's... Oh, yeah. at the West I'm Coast. I'm just feeling the last year's one. I, I, I wanted the trailer, because I needed one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, that's right, the jet boat. Now, there's heaps of price packs here, so definitely come on down and buy a ticket. Um, yeah, yeah, everyone's available to, to purchase it. Yeah. Hang around in the night, um, see if you're drawn. <laughs> Simple as that. Set a set of tyres. I don't think I'd need to win that one. <laughs> no, but you can sell them to us. Happily take a cheap offer. <laughs> <laughs> like rubber. So if you're, not, if you're not there on the day, can you enter the, um, the, the raffles? No, I think you'll be there to buy them. You've got to be there, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely got to be there to buy them. And then we'll contact you if you win the jet boat ride. Awesome. So, yeah, Love definitely. Yeah, come on down, buy a ticket, buy, buy a hurricane hot dog and it's a raffle ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, 
you got to do the whole thing. you got to go go to the Hurricane Go-Kart Club for the King of the Hill 10th anniversary, buy a Hurricane hot dog from the canteen, and don't forget to get a raffle ticket to win the ride of your life in a jet boat. Subject That's awesome. to finance. How's that? That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. <laughs> you can't <laughs> complain about that at all. Definitely. No, it's going to be a good event. I think, I think you know, from all the events in, in WA, this one really um, showcases all the cars coming together. Um, doing what we love the most, racing. And yep. um, at a track that's, you know, really, really quick, fast, technical, and um, has a real good uh, atmosphere about it. Yep. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Go for it. Sponsors. Yes. Who's making this uh, King of the Hill possible for you guys? All right. So we'd like to thank uh, Paul Mac Trailers uh, for being the major sponsor this year. Um, and they're the guys that got behind it. And... Um, yeah, put up big funds for this year. So we'd like to thank Tony uh, for that sponsorship. And if you jump on our Facebook page and be like our um, like our page, we are actually nominating all our sponsors during the course of the week. So there's a, too many to name at the moment. Um, but definitely, definitely come on down to our Facebook page, click like, and you'll see our sponsors on there. And uh, look, get behind them. Because they're the guys who make it possible. Um, as any motorsport event, they're not... They're not uh, cheap to run so yeah. sponsors what makes it possible I think some of your sponsors you got uh, Chamberlain's Auto Electrics Cartmart, Tech, C Bodybuilders Courtney P Photography, Swiss Atlas, Shannon's uh, MPS Meat Processing Supplies, Leasing Services of WA, Pro Drainage um, West Coast Jet Sprint Club Redline Synthetic Oil Tech Force oh. Quality controlled recruitment, uh, all about hoses and um, some other company, Meridio Solutions. Something you That's might me. know about them. So. <laughs> <laughs> a really good safety company. If you need safety solutions, come call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. I didn't have a list in front of me, but yeah, look, I'd like to yeah, thank all our sponsors. Cheating. I've got your newsletter open on my screen here. So. <laughs> I didn't have that open. <laughs> I've got the weather open. That's what I had said. <laughs> no, but ultimately, I'd like to thank all our sponsors. Um, without them, we, we don't have a club. Simple as that. So everyone gets behind it. Not only the sponsors, but also the committee members as well. Everyone, everyone is genuinely passionate about the club and the racing. Um, all our members get behind it. Uh, we're led by Robbie Beatrim, who's our president. And the work that goes behind the scenes is phenomenal. Everyone gets involved. Everyone has a go at it. You know, you'll see guys down there on a Wednesday afternoon after work, still raking the sand, cleaning up, pulling weeds, whatever it is. Everyone's getting involved in the place, promoting it and um, growing it. So, yeah, the sponsors, the committee and our members, because without that, it's not what it is. So, so hats off to those guys. You know, all our members, positive bunch, love racing with it against everyone. And it's quite nice. It's a really nice family atmosphere. And I see you guys are always... Uh, posting, looking for officials to help run sessions. And um, a, a name popped up the other day, which I was quite impressed to see, was uh, BD Suda Dawson, actually. Oh, yeah, he was there, though. up to say, hey, I'll be there and I can officiate as well. So, yeah. Legend. Uh, how, how do people go about, you know, if they want to get involved as an official, how do they go about that? Um, there is the Cutting Australia officials... Um, it's like a small presentation questionnaire you got to do behind it. And then basically allows you to run the practice sessions. Um, but even non-members can uh, open as well. So we have um, 
Yeah, like I said, BD came down the other day, opened the track. I do it quite often. Um, yeah, you, you do a quick um, level four, I think it's called, officials uh, presentation. And then you go through that and just basically understanding what, what the rules are for practice sessions, really. But practice days can sometimes be at Hurricane because it's, because, um, you know, the members come down there. We could have 40, 50 go-karts on a practice day sometimes. Yeah. And then after an event like this, you'll have three. So <laughs> it does, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's, it varies from time to time. Oh, look, fantastic. We're going to wrap it up now. Um, and thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having a chat about the King of the Hill event. Um, so just to recap, King of the Hill this weekend at uh, Hurricane Go-Kart Club out in Wondawi uh, kicks off at... Um, 9.45. 6 a.m. Uh, gates open on Saturday. <laughs> 9.45, and, the racing starts. Yeah. And, um, yeah, later on. So make sure you check out the egg and bacon roll because apparently it's the best one ever. <laughs> uh, especially hmm. if it's two degrees in the morning. And, uh, yeah, if you have a hurricane hot dog, make sure you let us know what it's like. They will be there, so <laughs> we'll check it out as well. Um, but tall Tony, thank you very much. For no worries. On. Thanks for having me. Um, good luck with the event this weekend. Cheers. Um, Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll definitely be there and catch up. And um, yeah, thank you very much. Look forward to seeing awesome. you guys down there. And, yeah, man. Uh, this, of course, was the twentieth episode of Behind the Sport. Um, we got some cracker guests coming up in the next few weeks. Um, young Max McRae's joining us. Uh, Aaron Love's jumping on. BD Suited Dawson's jumping on. Uh, DJ Molly, Molly Taylor is jumping on. Uh, DJ Labsher's coming on. Um, and who? How about we get the winner of the uh, one two five medium Ooh. category, Tony, right. back on? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that'd be good. That, Alex, that sounds Alex like a cool Lowe's idea. Coming on as well. So yeah, yeah. There's some some awesome guests coming up, and uh, yeah, we thank everyone who's listened so far. And um, hopefully keeps tuning in and watching and everything else. Uh, my background, which is usually a lot more interesting than this, will be back next week. Uh, <laughs> just doing a bit of renovations in the studio. So um, it looks like a pigsty. <laughs> um, any last words, Brent? No, nah, just I'm stoked for the weekend's racing now with karting coming up. Stoked on the weekend's racing we had, the media coming out of it, all the different photographers, uh, the videos coming out. Um, man, the the work the officials did on the weekend in the rain, can't thank them enough. Yep. Mm. Cool. Any last words from you, Tony? No, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, look forward to seeing you and all the listeners out there come down to say hello. No worries. Oh, so yeah, before we go then, where, where actually is it for those that, that oh. are too lazy to Google it? Wondowie <laughs> <laughs> you know at the Hurricane Go-Kart Club. I mean, Central of the world. To say it. <laughs> I, know, I'm a, I, I, don't, I don't even go to Midland, let alone past Midland. <laughs> it was past the uh, 90, It's at 99 Burma Road, Wondowie. So you can go either up 2J Road or up Grayson Highway. No, oh, easy to get to then. Very easy to get to, yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Cool. Cheers. Episode 20, done and dusted. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, after being up at
King of the Hill this weekend. Catch us later. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, my God.